Welcome back to Trennis Magnus Punches Reality, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and what I do is talk about comics, movies, and TV shows, a subject I shall be returning to shortly, but at least for right now, what I need to tell you guys is, as many of you know, I have an eight-episode structure, right? I use six episodes to talk about anything I want. I have a seventh episode, which I'll circle back to momentarily, and then I have an eighth episode wherein I talk about Smallville, right? But for these seventh episodes, at least historically, what I've always used them for is to talk about another entry in the big book series of, uh, well, books from DC slash Paradox Press, those series of big books from the 90s. So you've got the big book of urban legends, the big book of conspiracies, the big book of the 70s, etc., 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 right? Well, Honeywell and I, we talked about all of the big books that we want to talk about. I mean, technically, there's the big book of Grimm, which there's just not a whole lot really to say about all of those different grim fairy tales and so we skipped that and we also skipped the the big book of martyrs because that's a little bit too sectarian you know it's a little bit too not just religious like in a general sense but too uh specifically religious you know basically i'm trying to talk around saying it's a little too catholic so anyway those two volumes we skipped, we talked about all the rest, and so since, what, what he and I have kind of settled on is basically using the seventh episodes to talk about weird stuff, you know, like new conspiracy theories or fucked up things that are happening in media or culture or whatever, you know, and so that's basically the idea. Technically, the episode that you're listening to right now is supposed to be another entry in the Weird Stuff series, but... Unfortunately, Honeywell and I haven't really been able to get our schedules worked out so that he and I can actually get together and talk about this stuff. And so, as it is, I'm I'm sort of left having to do a, uh, some improv on this episode. So, at least to start with, I thought, you know what? It might actually be kind of fun, you know, to talk about some of the stuff that you can expect to hear probably within the uh, like just over the course of the next year or so because it occurred to me the other day you know i haven't really done a preview of coming attractions type of episode for the year 2017 and then going forward I haven't really done one of those and so <clears throat> since i need something to talk about today well that seemed like a pretty decent idea right so here we are so i guess in relation to all of that at the time that you guys are hearing this i'm gonna have just wrapped up a series about number one the chris nolan batman trilogy and then i guess number two the first three harry potter movies basically for the batman movies i, I joined forces with professor allen from the relatively geeky network and the idea was talking about the chris nolan batman movies objectively you know what legitimately did those movies get right? And what, in all sincerity, did those movies royally screw up? Makes sense? Basically, just try to be fair and even-handed. And what I decided was, Professor Allen is probably the best choice for something like that. 
you know, and so joint forces with him. We talked about the Chris Nolan Batman trilogy. A wonderful time was had by all. And then kind of interspersed with all of that, I talked about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, and then Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, all with Rebecca Johnson, right, from Supergirl Radio. And again, lots of fun, had, a, had an absolute blast doing those episodes, and that's basically where I've left off at the time that you guys are hearing all of this. So I guess to kind of go forward, you know, give you guys an idea of what's to come, during the year of uh, 2017, I'm going to finish the Smallville Season 5 retrospective, and I expect, or at least hope, that I'm going to be able to start the uh, Smallville Season 6 retrospective. I mean, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see, but that's the plan. So just get used to hearing that because a lot of this stuff is planned, but I can't promise that it's actually going to happen. But certainly, I'm, I wouldn't tell you guys that this stuff is coming if I wasn't pretty sure that it is, in fact, going to come. So there you go. Anyway, after after that, I'm going to I'm going to do an episode about Battlefield Earth, because what I decided to do was just kind of stick with this idea of watching movies and watching TV shows and then talking about it. I wanted to stick with that for a little bit longer. <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what I don't know what happens that my throat always gets all dry and shit the second I start uh recording, but damned if that's not what happens. So, anyway, bear with me here. Just going to get a sip off of my coke. Yeah. Anyway, so Battlefield Earth, right? Got that coming up. And no, it's not a great movie. And oddly enough, that's really the reason that I wanted to talk about it. I mean, what I, I'd never seen the movie before, right? I'd never seen Battlefield Earth. And so I guess what I was expecting is that there would be something redeeming about this movie, something that is enjoyable and can be maybe half-ass defended, right? That was the assumption. And is that, in fact, the reality? Well, you'll just have to listen to the Battlefield Earth show and uh, hear for yourself. Next, after that, that's going to be episode 199. After that comes episode number 200. And I've got... I've got some things to say when it comes to episode 200. Now, some of this stuff you guys may enjoy. Some of it you may not. I mean, I'm not, I I, I don't want it to sound like episode 200 is going to be like some kind of big Debbie Downer type of episode, but guys, there may not be some overall happy news there. I guess we're just going to have to see how things play out, right? So anyway, <sighs> to kind of continue with the movies and TV show thing, I've got a couple, actually, I've got a couple of uh, Star Trek episodes uh, that I'm kind of peppering throughout the year of 2017, and some of those actually do relate to episodes of Star Trek, whether it's uh, the original series or Next Generation or just whatever. <clears throat> also, there's going to be some uh, Star Trek comics, which I'll 
come back to in just a moment, but at least as it goes for episode 201, that's going to be an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. So keep your ears peeled uh, for that. After that, I'm going to do a show about the movie Weirdsville because Weirdsville is one of those movies that, like, it came out and it's like people don't really seem to know that it's out there. And it is out there. I mean, it's a weird fucking movie, but or at least the people in the movie are weird. And so not a whole lot of people talk about this movie. Weirdsville really doesn't get a whole lot of play, especially uh, among at least the podcasts that I listen to. And so I thought, you know what? It'd be kind of fun to... I don't know. and I don't Because I, I don't want to go so far as to say, you know, take a fond look back. Because I don't know if this Weirdsville is the kind of movie that you can really take a fond look back at. But I'm going to talk about Weirdsville. Put it that way. So after that comes some Superman the Animated Series commentaries. And... Believe it or not, that actually comes by way of a listener's request. And I'm going to talk more about that in the episode, but guys, you asked for it. So keep that in mind. After that, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about uh, that this episode, uh, just kind of skipping ahead here. Uh, this is episode 207. The title of this episode is Punisher v. Archie, Rise of Riverdale. So three guesses what I'll be talking about there. After that, just kind of as a conscious decision, uh, pro this, this really takes us more into, at this point, July of 2017. What I've decided I need to do is just kind of, uh, I guess, change my emphasis a little bit and shift back to comics, yeah, but maybe start peppering in uh, some some independent comics. Maybe toss in the odd image comic book once in a while. Maybe throw in a few more Marvel comics. Because, guys, I'm a DC guy, and so when I feel like reading comics, odds are I'm going to turn to a DC comic. That's just my natural instinct. And so what I've decided to do is just kind of overrule that natural instinct and maybe talk about some Dark Horse comics once in a while, you know? And I don't know, we'll see about that. Some some Marvel comics, some image comics, you know, stuff like that. So uh, that's the plan. We'll see if it happens. But, you know, I've got a pretty good feeling about this. I wouldn't tell you guys about it if I wasn't pretty confident that's how things are going to shake out. And as it happens, you know, <clears throat> one of the comics that I'm going to be talking about is Astro City number one from... This is the ongoing series from, I want to say like 1996 or 1997. It's around there. And I fucking love Astro City. And I'm going to talk more about it in the Astro City episode, which is a, at least at this point, it, the plan is for it to be episode 211. I'm going to talk more about it then, but I fucking love Astro City. And that's really the angle that you guys need to be thinking about all of this from. So uh, not very long after that, I'm going to, what I wanted to do, and this goes actually a couple of years back, but I went through this, this X-Men reading project where I basically worked my way through the entire uh, Grant Morrison run on X-Men. And then after that, you know, I was still kind of in an X-Men kind of mood. And so I worked my way through the Joss uh, Whedon run 
on X-Men. And that story, I know they don't really... They don't really, like, go together, go together, but they do kind of go together. And it's actually a really fun story because there is a beginning, a middle, and an end to it. And, <clears throat> I, like I say, I really enjoy that just stretch of X-Men comics, and I especially enjoy the Grant Morrison X-Men stuff. And so I'm going to do an episode or maybe a couple of episodes about the Grant Morrison run on X-Men. So something to look forward to, right? Moving ahead... I've, I'm going to talk about some more Star Wars comics, but I'm also going to circle back to uh, the Spectre because I just fucking dig the Spectre. And <clears throat> the response to my last uh, Spectre episode was actually really positive. It was really encouraging. I got a, a pretty decent amount of feedback from that. You know, some of you sent me text messages. Others of you, uh, you, you sent me email uh, feedback. And I noticed that my the one Spectre episode that I've done, the download numbers for it were actually really surprising. Because when you think about it, the Spectre, I wouldn't have thought he would be the most popular character in the world to talk about. I just wanted to talk about, actually, I just really what I wanted to do was read some Spectre comics. And then having done so, I wanted to talk about a Spectre comic book. And that really was as much thought as I put into that, that Spectre episode that I did, episode number 186, that really was as much thought as I put into it. But the response was way out of proportion to what I was expecting. So, you know what? Why not? You know, a little bit of popular demand. Never hurt anybody. So by popular demand, I'm going to talk about another Spectre comic book. <clears throat> Moving right along, I'm also going to talk about a, uh, a, a Star Trek another Star Trek uh, comic book. And the reason for that was because I started reading the uh, Peter David run on, uh, this was at a completely different time, you understand, but I did a, uh, not a complete reading project of the Peter David run on um, Star Trek from, I want to say like the, the late 80s. This was, it was based on the original series cast, not so much the original series itself. This looked more like, it was definitely post Star Trek 4. I'm pretty sure about that. I didn't actually check the uh the star dates, but going off memory, I want to say that's post Star Trek 4 and that comic is a fucking blast. I love that Star Trek uh that DC Star Trek comic. And so um basically what I decided to do was uh, just maybe do a couple of episodes about it. And so for sure there's going to be one during the year of 2017, but we're getting pretty late in the year at this point, guys. And so, you know, there's, um, there's going to be, uh, a, uh, an episode about the movie night of the comet, because again, I love night of the comet, but when it comes to eighties movies, I don't know why, but Ferris Bueller's day off gets all the attention. 16 candles gets all the attention. Uh, weird science gets all the attention, you know? And you know what? Those movies are good. I like them. They're a lot of fun. But there's more to 80s movies than just The Breakfast Club, you know, or I guess basically anything that John Hughes did. Or there's more than than Better Off Dead. Again, I love Better Off Dead, but there's more to the 80s than just that, you know. So I wanted to, to kind of be a little bit different and talk about Night of the Comet, because this is one of those movies that I don't know why, but for some reason, it just doesn't seem to get a whole lot of play. 
among the podcasting community. So this is, I guess, once again, it's a chance for me to be a little bit different. And so, I don't know, if you like Night of the Comet, maybe you'll like my episode about Night of the Comet. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, not very long after that, I'm going to finish uh, talking about uh, the Star Wars prequel trilogy. I've got an episode, um, or at least I've got the notes for an episode, about uh, Revenge of the Sith. It's sussed out, knocked out, set up, ready to go. And I've uh, I've got my points hammered out and ready to go. <clears throat> and so, <clears throat> again, dry throat. Let me just get another sip off of my Coke here. All right. <clears throat> anyway, so Revenge of the Sith. I think this is actually going to be a really good episode, and hopefully it's going to be a worthy addition to the other Star Wars uh, prequel episodes that I've done. So guess we'll have to wait and see. And in fact, you know what? I want you guys to send me some, some feedback about uh, the episodes I did about the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Go ahead and listen to those episodes or re-listen to them if you haven't listened in a while. Listen to those episodes again and just let me know what you think. Like, did you guys like that? Like those episodes? And maybe what I can do is find a way to include that in my Revenge of the Sith episode. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Now, moving towards the end of the year... What I decided to do, in case you guys hadn't noticed, for the majority of 2017, there's really not a whole lot of six-episode mega-series that, that I am working with. I mean, uh, I, there was that kind of half-ass mega-series <clears throat> that just finished up with uh, the Chris Nolan Batman movies and then those three Harry Potter movies. But otherwise, for most of 2017, the intention was to kind of move away from that stuff now and just do episodes about comics that I felt like reading or movies or TV shows that I felt like watching, you know, and not necessarily have a theme for all of this stuff. But towards the end of 2017, I'm going to shift gears a little bit on that and go back into another uh, six-episode mega series. This is about the month the uh, cover month, January of 1991, and basically cut through the glorious ice cream that was the, uh, at least as I see it, the 90s and comics, and uh, talk about comics that are a little bit more off the beaten path for me. So yeah, there's a Superman comic in there, but that's really about the only comic that's exceedingly familiar to me. All of the rest of the comics that I chose to talk about that uh, have a January 1991 cover date those are a little bit more off of the beaten path, at least for me, you know? And the idea here is to just kind of figure out, not so much, you know, are these comics good or are these comics bad, but just to kind of choose a couple of different uh, comics from, from January of 1991 and just talk about them, right? And since I was going to all of the trouble to do this, I thought, you know what, it might be kind of fun if I alternate, you know? I do a DC comic and then a Marvel comic, another DC, another Marvel, etc. right? Wash, rinse, repeat. I thought it'd be kind of fun to do it that way because, like I say, I don't really talk a whole lot about Marvel comics, and so to have uh, uh, a six-episode mega-series that just so easily lends itself to throwing in a couple of more Marvel comics, 
I thought you guys might get a kick out of that. Now, what comics am I going to be talking about? <laughs> that is the question, isn't it? I've got the notes all set up, ready to go. It's knocked out. And literally, this entire mega series has been plotted out. But as to what I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to leave that in the dark for right now. I'm going to leave that... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm basically going to keep that under my hat. You know, it. just think of it as something to look forward to. You know, it's going to be six episodes about six different comics, all of which were published... Let me rephrase that. All of which have the January 1991 cover date. But as to what comics those are, well, I guess you'll just have to see for yourself. But I really like this idea, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So, anyway. After that, that actually takes us into uh, 2018. And speaking of 2018, the way that it is right now, I've got this huge, giant, fucking epic mega 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 series all about batman and specifically batman comics and guys this is the biggest most extensive and most ambitious series of episodes that i have ever fucking attempted and hopefully this is going to kind of make up for the the kind of dearth of mega series that I that I have planned for the year of 2017 start making up for that a little bit in 2018 now I'm not going to tell you how many episodes uh, this mega series is going to consist of just because of the fact that well number one I don't want to intimidate anybody but number two guys this could absolutely change because this is really meant to kind of tie into the ben, the uh, solo Ben Affleck Batman movie and if that Batman movie ends up not happening or if it ends up getting delayed or just whatever, I want to be able to uh, do something with these, with, with these episodes and maybe just piecemeal them out or maybe reschedule this huge epic mega Batman series that I've got set or, or just, you know, whatever it is that's going to happen, basically leave myself the flexibility of doing that. And so that's basically 2017 and a little bit of 2018 in a nutshell right so something to look forward to for all of you guys now going forward from there i've got like a couple of ideas about what i want to do but guys i mean you know i've given you basically more than a year's worth of previews and ideas hints and stuff about what 2017 and a little bit of what 2018 is going to have. So the fact that I don't have all of 2018 figured out, well, piss on it. You know, I mean, uh, I've given you quite a bit here as it is. So anyway, and that basically is going to be a preview of coming attractions. Now, triple underline this part. This is the plan. But guys, plans change all the fucking time. All right. And so... You know, I don't want I don't want any of this to be necessarily understood as a guarantee. It's a there's a pretty good likelihood that things are going to play out this way, but you know, unexpected shit happens all the time, you know? So, I may have to change things up, but at least for right now, this is the basic I idea. You know, this is pretty much what I'm aiming for, you know? So, anyway, 
something to look forward to once again. So I'm giving you guys a lot of some things to look forward to here, you know? So anyway, so I think that's pretty much it for me, at least in this segment. So what I'm going to do is uh, take a break and then I'm going to come back in the next segment to talk about something else. Stand by. of geekdom here in this restaurant booth are the most powerful forces of geek ever assembled ryan the toy geek scott the award-winning radio host jeff scott's minion and ron just Ron, dedicated to truth, justice, and geek for all mankind, it's Dinner for Geeks. Dinner for Geeks proudly crusades at twotruefreaks.com. Okay, I'm back now, and basically what I'm trying to do in this episode is is find stuff to talk about. And as it happens, one of the things that I honestly don't think that I've talked a whole lot about during the course of my show is, I would say, really other podcasts in general, but one particular podcast especially, you know? And... That's not really done on purpose. It's just, I guess that's just the way that things have kind of worked out where what I've tried to do is try to run a little bit of a focused podcast, you know? And there are, I think, instances where you want to be focused, you know? You want to you wanna stay on track, you know? But there's a lot to be said sometimes for... Letting your hair down a little bit, just kind of shooting the shit with the listeners, you know? And as it happens, one of the podcasts that I think is really best about just kind of shooting the bull, somewhat with the listeners, but really more with the hosts of the show, is Dinner for Geeks. Now, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, Dinner for Geeks, it's basically a podcast which features ostensibly four stable hosts. You know, there's basically four people that you can generally expect to be in any given episode, but they have guests and family and stuff like that show up on a semi-regular basis. And all in all, it really is a fun show. You know, listening to Scott, Jeff, Ron, and Ryan. Uh, not necessarily every single week, but in a great majority of cases, yeah, they do... I, I think if records were to be checked, they probably do actually put out a 
a weekly show or very close to it. And I don't know what it is, but this it's this is one of the best podcasts that's going right now, if you ask me. And every single episode, it's always like hanging out with friends and I don't know, just shooting the shit with each other, you know? And that's that's the kind of show that the Dinner for Geeks is, you know? It's I mean, obviously, we're talking about something that's recorded, so there's a limit to how interactive it can really be. But it does kind of have this interactive element where it feels like you're really there because of the fact that it's recorded in a restaurant and you have these friends that have known each other for so long now and they're all hanging out with each other and they're talking about Doctor Who or they're talking about The Walking Dead or goings-on with the new Star Wars movies or, or, or just whatever it is that's happening, you know? And... One of the things that kind of sucks about Facebook, at least in the modern day, is it's pretty much impossible to see everything that's on Facebook. I mean, a couple of years ago, all you really needed to do was just look at your newsfeed. And your newsfeed would show you everything that you need to know. You know? So if some random friend of yours posts a YouTube video, or if some, uh, or if there's a, uh, a group that you're subscribed to and they're sending out regular updates or, or just whatever, then you're going to see all of that stuff in your newsfeed. At least you would back in the old days, you know? I would say probably we're talking like circa 2011, 2012, 2013 through there. You know, the shit that people post on Facebook is visible to you. But not anymore. These days, you probably only see... No, I, I don't know if anybody's really qualified to say, but depending on how big your friend list is, depending on how many groups you're subscribed to or how many pages you're subscribed to, you may only be seeing something like 20% of what actually gets posted on Facebook just by looking at your newsfeed, you know, or just by going off of your notifications. Even if you're subscribed and you get notifications for every single thing, at least in theory, that all of your friends post, even if you uh, receive notifications for all of your pages, notifications for all of your groups, you're still only seeing, I would say at most, 30% of what gets posted. And for everything else, if your friend or if the admins of these groups or of these pages or, or, or whatnot, if they don't pay a special fee to promote whatever it is that they're posting, there's a very good chance that you're not actually seeing it. And no, subscribing, even that, even subscribing, isn't going to show you everything, you know? And so what this means is that even though I'm subscribed, like I'm a member of the Dinner for Geeks Facebook group, I don't necessarily see all the shit that they post in my newsfeed. And when I became aware of that, I said, okay, well, I'll just receive notifications and then I can't miss. You know, anytime that something new, no matter what it is, gets posted in the Dinner for Geeks Facebook group, I get to uh, see notifications about it and then I can go check it out. Even that, no, you're still not seeing everything, you know? And the reason for that, like I say, is because Facebook has it set up so that you, and this is intentional, you're, you understand? I mean, you're not seeing this because of a deliberate action that Facebook has taken, right? 
So unless you open every single friends page, every single Facebook group, every single Facebook page, everything, unless you take the time to open that shit up every fucking day, you're just not going to be able to see everything. Right? And I thought, okay, well, in the case of Dinner for Geeks, what I can do is just make a point of checking out their page every single day, and then I can make sure that I, that I see everything that gets posted. And indeed, that seems to have worked. But when I did that, what I discovered is that there were like three or four or five or six episodes of Dinner for Geeks that I just fucking never knew anything about. Um, they never showed up in my newsfeed. Uh, I... I guess by coincidence, I never saw any of Scott Rifen's posts about it. I didn't see any of uh, Jeff's posts about it, any of Ron's posts about it, nothing, right? And it was kind of annoying, you know, but it's like, on the one hand, it's aggravating that it happened. You know, it's aggravating that I don't uh, get notifications of new episodes of Dinner for Geeks when they get posted. But on the other hand, because of the fact that I'd missed so many, now I've got this this treasure trove of uh, episodes uh, to listen to that I didn't have before. So, yeah, it's I guess it's it's annoying that it happened, but I guess the upshot is now I've got so much more to listen to, you know? So, anyway, it's a little bit annoying is the point. And so, once I've finally gotten caught up, though, or I, mostly caught up, what I realized was, I think I started listening to Dinner for Geeks starting with episode like 55 or 56 or something like that, and just plowed right on through up to uh, the current day, you know, the most recent episode, you know, but I'd never actually taken the time to listen to episode one going through to whatever episode I started at, right? It just never took the time to do that. And so... I decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go ahead and do that, you know, because at the time, I, I, I at least thought there were, new, there, there were no new episodes, and so getting caught up properly on Dinner for Geeks, you know, that'd be kind of fun to do, and one of the things that kind of struck me as I went through that listening project and tried to listen to all of the Dinner for Geeks episodes was, you know, this podcast is good. And it's a strong, very well done podcast. But the part about this that I guess I, I just wasn't expecting is that it was a really good and really strong podcast, literally from day one, you know? The type of show that they do today, it's pretty much as good today as it was to start with, you know? And it's that's not exactly common. I mean, a lot of people, they need time to get their feet wet and figure out how to how to do a podcast, you know? And it's not necessarily the most intuitive thing in the entire world, you know? It's something that, it's a little bit of a skill and you kind of need to work at it a little bit, you know? And what I'm assuming is the fact that um, Scott Rifen is an award-winning radio host. I mean, this is what he does for a living. That's, that's a huge part of what put Dinner for Geeks kind of ahead of the curve to start with whenever they first began they they already had somebody who understood what it took to uh, create a, a fun enjoyable listenable show and so they had that in their arsenal literally from the jump and so they they started off a lot further ahead than most people do and that was 
that was like the secret to starting off with an entertaining show. Because like I say, that's not really the norm. Like, if you were to go back to listen to the first, I would say, several episodes of Trennis Magnus Punches Reality, there may be some enjoyable elements to it. But overall, some of those early episodes are really rough. Just because I didn't really know how to do this. I had to kind of figure it out, you know? And as I say, that's not really an an element of Dinner for Geeks because of the fact that Scott Rifen is already a professional, like a real professional with real radio. He already knows how to do that. And so that's a handicap that Dinner for Geeks didn't suffer from in the beginning the way a lot of podcasts probably would. And I think that's part of the reason why their show started off so strong and has always had such a high level of quality to it, you know? Higher, I would say, than than most other podcasts, you know? In terms of consistency, you know? It's a consistently enjoyable show. <clears throat> and that, I think, is part of the reason why. So, anyway, all of this is kind of a long way of saying that, you know, the way that I listen to podcasts is I generally allow, I intentionally allow sort of a backlog of episodes to get built up. And then I can go in there and sort of crack out on the show and, uh, I don't know, just kind of binge a little bit, you know? And that that's just the way that I prefer listening to podcasts. To me, that's the most enjoyable way to do it, you know? It's a lot harder for me to stay on top of all of the shows that I listen to as they come out. I don't know why, but it, it's just, it's a lot harder for me to do it that way, you know? So that's pretty much that. Now, in terms of other podcasts that, that I've been listening to, one of, this is a, I suppose it's all relative, really, but one of the, I guess, relatively newer podcasts that I've been listening to and really enjoying is the podcast, Is It Jaws? And the shtick behind Is It Jaws is Paul Spataro basically does movie reviews, but he does it in a kind of unique way in that he has a ranking system based upon the Jaws movies, the four Jaws movies, where number one is the first Jaws movie, and this thing is a bona fide classic. This thing is fucking amazing. This is going to stand the test of time. In 20 years, people are still going to be talking about this movie, you know? And then... The second tier is Jaws 2, where it's entertaining, but to call it like a time-honored classic is a little bit of a misnomer. You know, it's good, it's fun, but this is not one of the greats. And then you get into Jaws 3, where it's fun and it's enjoyable, but it's maybe more of like a guilty pleasure. And it's definitely got a lot of weak points to it. You know, uh, the Jaws 3 tier of movies is something that you know, it's, this probably doesn't even have a whole lot of widespread acclaim. It's just maybe fun a little bit to listen to, or, or or to watch, I should say. But that's really about the most you can say for it. And then you get into Jaws 4, where this thing is just a fucking abortion. This thing is horrible. And so, whether or not that actually bears out with the actual quality of the Jaws movies, as Rob Kelly would probably say, there's maybe some interpretive difficulties with that, but that's nevertheless the scale that he uses, you know, that, that Paul uses. And what he does is he brings in a guest 
and they talk, or a couple of guests, as the case may be, and they just talk about movies, right? Whatever, whatever the movie is. And so I came to this show kind of backwards because I knew that the show was out there, but the only episode that had been released at that time was Star was it was about Star Trek Beyond, which at that time I hadn't seen yet. And so I didn't want to listen to a movie review about a movie that I hadn't seen. All right. So I didn't actually start off with episode one of, of uh, Is It Jaws? Instead, I went straight to episode two because that episode had Rob Kelly in it. But also that episode is about Jaws, the movie Jaws, you know, because if you're going to do a show called Is It Jaws? It's maybe a fair question to ask, is Jaws Jaws, you know? And indeed, Jaws is most assuredly fucking Jaws. So uh, that's a great episode. I mean, it's a great movie, don't get me wrong, but that was a really good episode and a very strong introduction to the Is It Jaws concept. You know, because as much as anything, the Is It Jaws show is, it's a concept as much as anything. And I think that's always a really original way to structure your show. Because my show it doesn't really have a concept to it unless me having ADD, unless you consider that to be a concept and I don't, then you kind of have to assume, you know what? Trennis Magnus Punches Reality doesn't really have a concept as such to it. So anyway, but the Jaws episode was, that was a great, I mean, by any standard, that was a great episode of any podcast, any podcast that released that as uh, an episode, that Jaws episode, that is top quality podcasting right there. It's incredibly well done. So anyway, moving right along, uh, the next episode that came with uh, Is It Jaws is Suicide Squad. And guys, just truth in advertising, I haven't actually listened to that episode yet. I've seen Suicide Squad, but I haven't actually listened to the episode about Suicide Squad and that episode has Andy Leyland in it, and I know I need to make time to listen to it at some point, but I don't know, I just haven't really done it yet, you know? So it's coming, I'm going to do it, but haven't really had a chance to do it yet. And the same thing really applies for the Terminator Genesis episode. Haven't really made time to listen to that yet. That one actually has Dr. Bill Robinson in it, and so I definitely want to want to give it a listen. I'm really the lone voice in the wilderness on this, it seems, that I, I kind of liked Terminator Genesis. I enjoyed it. I thought, you know, it wasn't, it's not exactly a reboot, but we can debate amongst ourselves, is it really a sequel either? It kind of falls into this weird middle ground where not really a reboot, not really a a sequel. It's, it's just sort of its own thing, you know? And maybe, maybe that's why a lot of people don't like it, you know, because they can't really get their head around it. Like, what is this exactly? And so, I don't know. But I enjoyed uh, Genesis, and I'm going to make a point of watching, I, watching, <laughs> listening to that episode of Is It Jaws? So, uh, up next, uh, the next episode I listened to, this was uh, the the uh, Paul and Andy Leyland uh, episode about Dirty Harry. And I, again, fucking love this episode. I mean, I really enjoy Dirty Harry as a film. It's one of my favorite films of all time. But 
This episode, I mean, it gave me so much more to appreciate about Dirty Harry than I was originally expecting. And, you know, a lot of trivia and a lot of analysis, you know, I mean, you know, I, I think Paul and I have a lot in common in general, you know, I mean, notwithstanding the fact that, you know, we're both members of the Two True Freaks podcast network. I think he and I have a lot in common more on a personal level, you know, and I... And I, I get the idea that a lot of his appreciation for Dirty Harry, it has a lot to do with a lot of my appreciation for Dirty Harry as well. And it's it's just, it's kind of nice to know that we have this in common, you know, uh, a mutual affection for this movie that I really enjoy, you know. And it's it's always nice, I think, whenever the listener can make a personal connection to a podcast or to a podcaster or just whatever, if there's a way to make that happen, it's always good to do that, you know? And that's definitely uh, in play with uh, a Dirty Harry and then me and Paul, you know, uh, in that episode. It's a really... I mean, this this may actually be my favorite episode of Is It Jaws as a podcast, at least the ones I've listened to so far. So, anyway, moving on from there, uh, the, uh, the Die Hard episode, guys... Again, I love Die Hard, but I haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet. I want to do it. It's a priority. It's just haven't really had a chance uh, to get on top of that yet. But that one actually has Chris Tyler, the hair metal hero, on it. And so it's, you know, Paul obviously is the host, so that's one reason to listen. It's a show about Die Hard. So that's another reason to listen. And now Chris Tyler is joining in. So there you go. Strike one, strike two, strike three. I've got to listen to this episode now. And I will. Just don't know when. But anyway. Um, moving right along, the next episode um, that I'm going to talk about with Is It Jaws, this actually features me. And it's basically me and Paul. We're talking about uh, the movie Behind the Mask. And basically, I chose Behind the Mask as the subject for that episode. And the reason that I wanted to talk about that is Behind the Mask, it's one of those episodes, it's one of those movies that it came out, and at least from a critical standpoint, it definitely made a splash, at least in the short term. But in the long term, I've really gotten the idea that Behind the Mask is a movie that just sort of fell off the radar for a lot of people. I mean, People seem to really enjoy it, but it's like people don't really seem to talk about it a whole lot. And um, I don't even know if if Paul listens to Trinus Magnus Punches Reality, but Paul, if you're listening to this, take this the way that I mean it. I originally planned to talk about Behind the Mask as an episode of my show, but what I eventually decided was I wanted to have a co-host, you know? I wanted to have a, a guest for that episode so that I could have someone to talk to and bounce ideas off of and all that. And it was just, it was really hard for me to think of a way to fit behind the, behind the mask into my show. I couldn't think of a really good way of doing that. I mean, I wanted to talk about the movie, don't get me wrong. I just couldn't think of a really good vehicle for doing that, you know what I mean? And so... When you came to me with your invitation to join in on your show, I thought, okay, well, this is great. I can just talk about Behind the Mask on Is It Jaws? And then I can basically get the effect, you know, I can get the uh, 
the pleasure, I suppose, of talking about behind the mask, but, and I mean this in a respectful way, without having to figure out a vehicle for doing it on my show. You know what I mean? And so it was sort of like having my cake and eating it too. Plus, you know, Paul, you and I got, assuming you're listening, you and I got to kind of shoot the bull. And I think you and I have participated in sort of a group podcast before, but you and I have never really talked sort of one-on-one before. And so by itself, I mean, that was that was really all the incentive I needed to join in. The fact that we that we got to talk about behind the mask was kind of like icing on the cake for me. You know what I mean? So anyway, hopefully that all makes sense. But for those of you who are interested, you know, in my, in my listenership, uh, this is episode 16 of Is It Jaws, where Paul and I talk about behind the mask. So if you want to listen to me talk about a horror movie, a, a, a slasher movie, there you go. So moving right along, the next uh, the next really standout episode for me. This is the actually the newest one that uh, came out, dated March the 19th, 2017. Is It Jaws, episode number 18. This is about Rio Bravo, where Bob Fisher and Paul uh, sit down and talk about the movie Rio Bravo. Now, I haven't listened to this episode yet either, but I intend to, but I'm going off memory here, and I swear to think that Rio Bravo... It's not exactly a shot-for-shot remake of the movie El Dorado, which also starred John Wayne, but it has a lot in common with El Dorado. And again, I could be wrong, but I swear to think that Rio Bravo and El Dorado, they've got, they've got a lot of similarities between the two of them. And again, going off of memory, Rio Bravo is generally the, the more well-regarded of the two. I mean, I'm not an expert on the Duke. I don't know a whole lot about John Wayne or his career or anything like that. But my impression, which is... Honestly, it's based upon jack shit, to tell you the truth. But my impression is that overall Rio Bravo is the more highly regarded movie of the two. You know, between El Dorado and Rio Bravo, even though they're very similar to one another... For some reason, Rio Bravo is the one that's stuck, whereas El Dorado, that's the more esoteric of the two, you know? So anyway, I could be completely wrong on that, but that was the impression that I had. And I've always just sort of enjoyed um, those those 50s and 60s, more sort of virtuous and heroic types of westerns that are somewhat personified by Rio Bravo. And so... This is an episode that I definitely intend to listen to when I finally make time to get caught up on Is It Jaws. This is definitely one of the standouts. You know, this is definitely one of the priorities for me. So definitely want to talk. And plus, you know, Bob Fisher's joining in. So how can I say no, right? So anyway. So again, Is It Jaws. This is uh, one of those episodes, one of those podcasts that is, again, definitely one of the best that's going right now. And I think... Honestly, one of one of the more original, you know, um, the idea of just uh, of not uh, of of talking about movies like by itself, that's not the most original thing. But I guess Paul's approach to doing it, like the spin that he has on doing it, where you're not just focusing on brand new movies that are coming out and movie gossip and you know news and all that stuff. He's actually getting in depth with movie analysis. And we're talking even about like catalog titles like Dirty Harry, like Rio Bravo, like Lonesome Dove, and you know things like that. So, um, 
that I think is, that's just a really original way of doing it, you know? And plus having a, a revolving team of guests and um, I guess other points of view that are diving in on these episodes, that I think is is a huge part of is it uh, is it Jaws's appeal as a podcast, you know, as a as a format. I really dig it. I really recommend it, and I think you guys would really enjoy it. I mean, just look through the episodes that he's released so far. There's got to be at least two or three movies in there that you enjoy and would love would love to listen to uh, Paul talk about. So. One of the things that I, I kind of like about Paul as a podcaster anyway is that he has this this really warm and welcoming presence, you know, that when you listen to his show, it's like it's like you're hanging out with a friend that you've known for years and years and years. And I've tried doing that on my show and guys, it just if I, it, it just doesn't work, you know. Paul is really the only one that can that can really pull that off, you know, that sort of warm, uh, warm-hearted and very welcoming uh, type of podcaster, you know, where everybody's friends with everybody else, you know, he's definitely one of a kind when it comes to that. So anyway, I just dig him on a personal level. I dig his shows. I dig his, I dig him as a podcaster. I dig his point of view on things. I like his choice of movies uh, with Is It Jaws. Overall, this is, like I say, one of the best shows that's going right now, if you ask me. So, anyway. So, you guys, you have two different uh, podcast uh, recommendations. You've got Dinner for Geeks and you've got Is It Jaws. Both of those are top quality, extremely well done podcasts, and I don't think you'll be disappointed with either of them. So, assuming you're not already listening to them, go ahead and give it a go. I think you'll enjoy it. So, anyway... And that, I think, is pretty much it for me this week. Now, as to next week, what I'm going to be doing is resuming my Smallville retrospective and talking about Smallville Season 5. But that is for next week. So, like I say, I think that's pretty much it for me this week. So, bye, everybody. I will see you next week. recording was taken from an NSA wiretap of a back to the men's taping. No names have been changed. Everyone is guilty. Do I need to mine or am I good where I'm at? Well, now you do. <laughs> if I have to mine, you have to yours. You might want to yours only if you do have it set to automatically because you don't want it to automatically because the thing never works right. Because what will happen is it'll be used to you at a particular time and then if you go out of that it scrambles to a and it doesn't a fast enough so it's better to just set it up okay it it really doesn't work well so i checked uh i checked my uh Mm -hmm. my it definitely built built me for the hotel for all three of us join back to the bins every week for goodness solomon grundy hate voiceovers 
Okay, so I think that's just about the end of that. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality is a proud member of the Two True Freaks Podcast Network. You can find the home for Trennis Magnus Punches Reality on Facebook just by searching for Trentus Magnus Punches Reality. There you can interact with your fellow listeners and also see notifications of new episodes when I put them up. You can friend me on Facebook just by searching for Trentus Magnus, which is spelled T-R-E-N-T-U-S-M-A-G-N-U-S. You can email me and my parole officer at TrentusMagnus at gmail.com. Do you have a suggestion for a topic? Feel free to email me, and I might consider thinking about the possibility of potentially discussing whatever you have in mind someday. And that's a promise. Do you have a podcast of your own? If so, why not record a promo for me to play on my show? It's quick, easy, and can help you spread the word about your show. I'm always looking for more promos to play. Keep it fairly short, and yours could be next. My promos can be found at this show's homepage for those interested. Just look for the promo section. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at twotruefreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. The contents of this podcast are fictitious, hypothetical, and probably completely unnecessary. Any similarity to living persons or real-life events is purely coincidental and void where prohibited by law, some assembly required, batteries not included. The white zone is for passenger loading and unloading only. All models are over the age of 18. Trennis Magnus Punches Reality is a Magnus Media Enterprises Limited production in association with Demonzacore of Milan, Italy. Yeah.